you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented by me, Undies. It's draft week 2017. Time for dreams to come true. For a gaggle of youngsters out there and their families, and not to mention fan bases 32 times over across football America, ready to celebrate the newest members of their favorite football teams here to talk about that and all the rest of us, uh, all the rest of it, our main men. First of all, seated to my immediate left, he used to wear the number 24 in black and gold on the banks of the Three Rivers. Now he's wearing the 412 across his chest. Here he is, everybody. Long-time, two-time champion, Ike Taylor. You gotta change that to New Orleans. It's not Gretna. Hello, Ike. And now you're. T- I mean, a year into the theme song, you're just now t- letting us know that it, Gretna is not your hometown. The light bulb just went off. Huh. Well, on. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta change that to <laughs> New Orleans. Not. All Gretna. right. All right. We accept. Uh, we accept all notes. Okay. Good stuff. And then seated to your immediate uh, left there, left. Ike Taylor used to toil in that turquoise jersey in Jacksonville. Then he made his way back home to the East Bay. Now he's here in Studio 66. Hey, everybody. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. Hey. 
skin song. Now he's all with family shit. Yeah, that's his new home. So call him Maurice. We all call him MJD. Sexy. You don't hear that little part, huh? You messed it up. Part. Yeah, you messed it up. Uh, you, you guys hit it right on the head. It's all good. All right. How are you, Maurice? Long time no see. I know, Shaq. I, I've, I've been grinding at the crib, you Grind. know, getting his weight off. Yeah. Feeling good, being dad, going to track practice and, and, and breaking down these players, trying to figure out who's going to help which team and, and making sure I have a great mock draft. I only did one this year. So well, I, I, I do want to talk about that. And if you happen to be listening to us on Sunday, NFL Network, 8 p.m. Eastern, me, Ike, Marie, Cynthia Freeland, Bucky Brooks, uh, Wolf, Steve Wolf. Mariucci, uh, Colleen Wolf, Cole Wright. I hope I didn't forget DJ. anybody. Daniel Jeremiah. Yes, all got together for the 2017 mock draft. It's on NFL Network. I suspect it's also available at NFL.com, maybe on YouTube. Look for that. But, you know, fellas, and by the way, speaking of draft, the 2006 draft memories that Maurice Jones-Drew joined us for the last time you were in here, which was probably about two months ago now, mm-hmm. we went through the Maurice five. You know the Tom Brady six, the six QBs who were drafted in front of Brady back in 99. A little uh, a, a lesser-known tale, but uh, even more dramatic, is the Maurice uh, five. We count all five uh, running backs and what that experience was like. I encourage you, nay, demand. You go find it. On uh, on your digital platform of choice, uh, we've tweeted it. We put it on Facebook and beyond. A lot of people love it. It's fascinating stuff. We did the same thing with Malcolm Jenkins and Ryan Shazier. It's an interesting little series of what it was like that day you got picked, and it was, uh, like I say, a roller coaster ride for Maurice. Now, Ike, a few months ago, you had a, a, a fairly simple but a grand idea. You said, why don't we just treat an episode – like a radio show. I said, what do you mean by that? You said, just sit there and take calls. Well, you know, we're in the 21st century. Instead of taking calls, we can take all manner Social media. of all media. No question. So I, I, I went out. You guys uh, helped out. I said, hey, send us whatever questions you have about the game of football. But I know you guys understand this. The Even more important, life. the game of football, the game of life, Maurice. That's exactly That's right. right. That's right. I missed that. So it's time to talk about both, and I don't know, maybe if you have questions about the universe, we'll do it. I have uh, I have a bounty of questions here before me, and I'm going to start off here. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll mix and match. We have some uh, via video, some from Twitter, some from Facebook. So we set up, uh, we set up a, um, a special email for you to hit us up. We'll continue to do this going forward. I think this will be good fun. We do, and by the way, the good news for us is we don't have to come up with anything before the show. We just let the audience tell us Correct. what we're talking about, exactly. and we'll do it. That's how radio shows go. Q&A. Right? That's it, Q&A. Maybe we could do a show. It could be called like UQ. UQHQ. That could be the whole show. UQ, like Y-O-U. Check, let's Q. get to what the people. I just was saying spitballing ideas for the show. I know. We need, we need to talk. It to should be people. a U, though, like the, U. the letter U. Not okay. The- UQH. Q. Maurice is on board. Why can't you be, Ike? I'm on board. I'm just – the people are ready You're right. for answers. You're right. You're right. Let's start it off then with uh, one of our favorites uh, on Twitter, Sir Gumbo. He sent along a very nifty little Photoshop, the three amigos. 
Ike, Sheck, and MJD. It's a handsome one. So I think with the nice uh, – with that uh, as the opening foray, Shout I think out. he deserves – first question, and I'll, I'll throw this one because you're a New Orleans guy, Ike, as you mentioned. I saw how he spelled gumbo too. Yeah, he did. He put a little uh, flair into it. Yeah, put a little occasion to that. E A U X. U X. Yeah, that's very. Uh, yeah, very by you. Is Drew Brees the most underappreciated QB ever? Rarely comes up before Brady, Manning, Rogers. Yet Brees has at least fifty-four NFL records. Accuracy is crazy. At or always near the top. I'll say you, Ike. <sighs> Drew Brees. He's a top five quarterback for sure, underappreciated, no. Um, it's hard when you have a Tom Brady sitting at the top with five Super Bowls. Um, Drew Brees, he's in a good class. Great. This is great. I mean, his era, right. I mean, who, yeah. who, who are you putting him ahead of out of, like yeah, you said? Out of those guys you just mentioned, Shaq, like, the most some bad guys at quarterback, and bad, I mean, and good. Yeah. So, but we still mention it, Drew Brees. So it's just let you know how good Drew Brees is. It's just, I guess, the marketing factor he's looking at. Yeah. You know, Tom, handsome Tom, he's very marketable. Uh, Peyton Manning has a dry sense of humor. You know, Aaron Rodgers probably the most athletic gunslinger. Uh, he's very private, but people still want to know what's he doing. So when you got don't forget guys, Ben Roethlisberger, who I'd put ahead of Drew Brees big, yeah, for big, career deeds, and, and Big Ben, you know, quietly, his Hall of Fame speech too. It's coming too for quietly sure. for sure. Maurice, so, I, I think when you talk about quarterback, it's not about the the records or numbers; it's about the wins. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have Tom Brady, who went to seven Super Bowls, and you know it's it's an interesting fact, um, he's won every New England Patriots Super Bowl. Think about that for that franchise. He's won every one of those Super Bowls. Well, he cold. That is crazy, right? And then when you look at Drew Brees, I, Drew Brees is phenomenal, but he's only won one. And the last couple of years, yes, he's done great, but their records have been, what, four and, you know, right. 12. I know their defenses have been junk, but, but, but you also – I know Maurice knows the, the home road splits. No ones are worse uh, yeah. than uh, than Drew Brees. I know Roethlisberger's have been bad the last couple of years, but uh, his are uh, – if he's not in that dome – Boy, is he mortal. And the other thing is you, you have to put Eli Manning in there, right? Because right? the, the, the two that Tom Brady lost were to Eli. Yeah. So when you're talking about quarterbacks, it's not about numbers and, and or, or stats with passing yardage and completions and records. It's about wins. And, and how do you how do you compare it to that competition? Right. And I think Tom Brady, like you said, Ike, the class that you're in, the era that we're in with quarterbacks, with you know you have young guys like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota coming up, and you have uh, Russell Wilson leading the way, and Cam Newton and those guys. Their their era is going to be tough too. But mm-hmm. you you came in an era with Philip Rivers, Some bad Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, Big Ben. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom I mean, Brady. there's dudes everywhere. I also and practically your numbers are, you know, you you, you it's you know what like the track equivalent when you run the hundred meters. If it's outside, wind aided, and all that, he's in a dome. So you know when he goes out on the road, his numbers aren't as electric and magnificent as they are under that dome. Next question comes to us from uh, Frank Godfrey on Twitter for Maurice. Who's the hardest hitter you ever got smacked Ooh. by? Donovan Darius. Really? In, in practice. Answer. In practice. That's when I knew it was real. Yeah, he was he a big dude. Too. He woke my game up. Yeah. He woke me up. Uh, we were we ran a, 
we ran like a draw play in practice my first year, and we were in shells. We didn't even have pads on. And I came through the hole, and I gave him a little little move, kind of like a left-right, left-right, just to kind of weave him, make him like not come down as hard, make him break down, and he doesn't break down. And so at the last thing, I just had to drop my shoulder, and he hit me, <laughs> pow, and I just, you know, bounced off and kept running. And then I was wondering, like, like why is my left side hurting? <laughs> He hit me on the right. <laughs> and then when you see the tape, I didn't bounce off. He hit me like, bow. And then I was like, oh, somebody else hit me. I, like, oh, I didn't even I didn't know didn't all even that. Know. Rewound, he almost rewound me. <laughs> rewound you. And, and I, saw, I saw the way he's hit people. I mean, Willie Parker, he ran through Willie yeah. Parker a couple times. I mean, he, he's hit some guys, and, and I'm like, oh, that's scary. Ike, who was the hardest guy to hit? I mean, I don't mean most elusive. Actually, well, I answer both those. Who's the most elusive guy, and who, when you hit him, didn't go anywhere? Well, I'm just going to put all in one. And I would say a Minnesota healthy Percy Harvin. Oh, yeah. Ooh, like, wow. I thought, of course, when you said Minnesota, I thought AP was coming up No, nah, people don't understand how hard Percy is solid. This guy, he's a running back playing receiver. And he's built like MJD, but a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. And he can run the same speed, four threes, four fours all day. So I wound up taking a good little shot on him. He caught he caught a slant, and I hit him. But when I hit him, it was like that won't good enough. That's that's what the whisper told me in my body. Like that won't good enough. You gotta come a little bit harder. Wind up getting him down, but I'm like, man, I gotta check this dude every play. Now I see why people talk about this dude all the time. Like this dude is a true athlete, receiver wise. We don't know, but punt returner, kickoff returner, uh, special plays on the offense, just being the force. He was a different dude. If Percy could have stayed healthy, Percy well, would you know who did, for a lot of people. Who did stay healthy for his rookie season, Tyreek Hill. If he keeps that role going, that uh, – That's his cousin. That's a different – I mean, it's not that, literally his cousin. Oh, I thought, I I, I thought like, you were saying he was. Okay. No, nah, that's, that's, that's his cousin. Same body type, same speed, same build. Maurice, you mentioned earlier, and I, I, I've never heard this before, some NFL uh, tacklers, you as a running back, when you're running, you're looking at the eyes of the tackler, of the would-be tackler? In certain situations. And they close their eyes sometimes. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of guys do, and that, and you use that. That's your tip, and you're able. You have the. I mean, obviously, even if I saw a guy close his hands, I wouldn't be quick enough to make the move to well, take advantage well, of it. It's, but. it's set up throughout the course of a game. Like if we're in the first quarter, I may just try to run you over. You know, I'm gonna play the game within the game, and then come the second quarter, I may try to shake you. But by the third quarter, I already know what you're gonna do. So if I've seen you close your eyes two or three different times, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna make my move a little bit earlier, or I may wait a little longer, given what we call uh, uh, they call it a dead leg. But I kind of just let my leg out, let him hit, and I spin off. Because guys don't, a lot of guys don't. It's hard to tackle a guy with your eyes open because it's all type of stuff that can fly in there. So guys, you know, you just try to get in there and go. But, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of DBs, linebackers. Uh, you know, and DBs. I mean, I mean, I don't expect most corners to come up. Ike was a rare corner to come up and hit you. Most corners are going to, you know, backpedal and act like they're going to stay blocked and then try to come off. But a lot of safeties close their eyes before they tackle you. Interesting. See, a little tidbit I'd never known myself. All right, here's our first video question. It comes to us from uh, Levante in in the Tampa St. Pete area. Go for Levante. What's up, fellas? In a tough division like the NFC South, I want to know who you guys pick as the favorite this season. It sounded like Levante David. It'd be a weird question. It would be. It uh, looks like him at least uh, right. driving around there. Um, Ike, I start with you. Who do you got? I, you know, let's let's uh, look back here now. 
the MVP of two seasons ago underwent surgery. We find out that he toughed it out, you know, for the team. He said, number one, Superman Cam. Mm -hmm. They're just, you know, a year and a half removed from a Super Bowl appearance. The Falcons got to the Super Bowl last year. Now it was a a tough second half and overtime for them. Saints with Drew Brees, relevant. And now you have the Hard Knocks team. Who is the favorite as of the here and now? I'm going to go with Tampa. Really? To win the division this year? I'm going to go with Tampa. I think uh, now Jameis Winston is really the true leader. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell he's just a natural true. He's a fun guy. Guys love being around him. All they want to do is eat, sleep, drink football. That's all he want to do. They finally putting the pieces to the puzzle together, I think, down there in Tampa. Defense played all right. At the end of the season, the defense started to play all right. You give him a new toy. And Deshaun Jackson, which is good. You see with uh, Sasquatch and and Mike Evans, you see what he's doing, Mm -hmm. you know. So now they got a connection. Their running game when Doug gets healthy and out of trouble is is pretty good. So you add another tight end, I think, to him, maybe a third third down receiver, you cooking over there. So I just like this team. I like the direction they're headed. They're a young team. Um, A lot of confidence. Well, Jer- and by the way, as a side note for what it's worth, Gerald McCoy is a very funny guy. Mike Evans is really funny. Jameis is a fun guy. I think we're in store for a fun hard knocks. I no think that, that's going to be good. But is it bad? You, neither one of you guys was ever in hard knocks. Was right. it, is it, do you suppose it's advantageous or does it hurt your chances to be featured like that no, or not at all? I don't think those guys you just named going to change. Yeah. They're going to be themselves, whether the camera is in front of them or not. So that's what you got to like about these guys. These guys you just named, they've been in the spotlight pretty much all their life anyway. You putting a camera in front of them, oh, okay, now we get to see the world, get to see their personality, what we've seen all along. Right. So that's just a big difference. I don't think nobody's going to change, especially those guys you just named. Maurice, you're picking the I, South. I'm, I'm going to go Atlanta. And it's because they're, ah. they're still young. Right. right? They're, they're still, I mean, the oldest piece to that offense is a center, Alex Mack. And, I mean, that's 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 fine. You want your center to be old and understand things. Um, I feel like their defense is going to get better. They're going to keep adding pieces there, and they 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 play the game the right way, man. They they run the ball. They're supposed to. I know they lost their OC and things like that, but the OC only can call the play. The players have to execute, and they found a way to hold each other accountable. Now, I, I think Tampa's going to push them. It's going to be close, and Tampa's beating them before, and they go back and forth. But it seems like. Julio Jones is just so dominant. He's been so dominant the last year and a half that I think he continues on that. I know he's supposed to have surgery maybe or something like that, but that dude, I mean, he's made people literally take the cleats off and not want to put them back on. That's the only thing about Julio, though. Like, as as good as he is, his health issues so far. So if Julio can stay healthy, there's not too many defenses that can check. I ain't even talking about a corner or a safety. What coverage do you call? You can't put – don't put them on the island. Well, you call that help coverage. But like, then when they're going to run the ball down your throat. Well, I'd rather you run the ball down my throat than let Julio go for 280 and four tubs. <laughs> right. So, when you, when you play the Atlanta Falcons, you got to pick one. You got to pick like, your point. Okay, either we're going to lose in this run game or Julio going to go off. So, which one you want to do, coach? How you want this? And that's how you got to go. Um, would either of you have liked to have been on hard knocks? It didn't matter. No, you wouldn't think that was fun? You two guys wouldn't like to be on hard knocks. I, when I was when I was in football, like my mindset is completely different when I retired. I mean, when it was football time, I was strictly business. I got asked to be on a few shows, like in the off season, 
And I kind of turned them down because I didn't want to, uh, like, The Bachelor show, a few single shows. Wait a second. You got offered to be on The Bachelor? I, I got offered for a few shows. I just turned them down. I just thought it would put too much on my wife, my son, my mom, and my sisters. I, I can handle it, but just just the big picture. <laughs> well, you just said you weren't married until you retired, but that would have been funny if you're like, no, be doing The Bachelor is not easy on my wife. It's really weird that I'm the back. <laughs> I was, I was, like I was thinking. I was thinking. You know, I was thinking about the future at the time. I see. But for sure, that that, that would have been man. People, man, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be here. Probably wouldn't be. <laughs> Ike the Bachelor is the one TV show now I wish had been in my life at some point. It would have been How are you with twenty five women. Oh man, <laughs> boy, that would have been good stuff. Oh, man. Can't we do it? Your wife will understand. We'll just do, we'll do it for six months. There's It'll be no, fine. There's no understanding. <laughs> Next question comes to us uh, via Facebook from Judy Bloom. What's the best cheese for a burger, Maurice? I'll start with you. Oh, you know what? Uh, and and I I, I, didn't, I don't think I've told you this, Ike. Or yeah. I think I've told you, but I, uh, I haven't told Shaq. Like I, I'm, you know, I today we had eggs, obviously, because that was the only thing that was there. But I'm, I'm going vegan. What? Yeah. Vegan. What vegan? What do you make of that, Ike? I like it. Do you? I support it. That's that's my whole thing. So with the guys, my guys, I'm supporting everything, good that's or nice. bad. That's very nice I'm, of you. I'm very supportive. Yeah, so. I'm going to be a supportive friend. Let me say something to you, Ike. I, I, I hate to break away from – oh, but so what? So cheese. You didn't say so, – well, well, before we get back to the cheese, something sincere. I thought it was – it said everything about you, so much so that I, I made my kids watch, my older kids watch – your interview with the late great Dan Rooney—that was a, was a wonderful thing. And it's—I mean, I don't know how you didn't get choked up when he says to you, "I've met uh, your—I've met Ike's son. He is a nice little boy who's going to grow up to I be." Cut, a, I cut it off. Who's going to be like a? Who's going to grow up to be a fine man, just like his dad? I, I shut it off. That's that's when I was like, you know what? It's time. Very nice. It's time to go. It was very sweet. But then. I mean, you know, your sincere relationship that you had with this man who's 50 years older than you leads to the guy has 20,000 employees as the Steelers owner over the course of his lifetime. Who was one of the pallbearers with the grandkids? Ike Taylor, of all the people that he interacted with in the organization and beyond, your wife says something about you, Ike. Well, we're gonna, we can talk about that. We're getting back to the cheese. I would say <laughs> – the American. I, 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 I will go go American, yeah. but I tell you, when you go vegan, you just can't do animal yeah. products. I'm gonna go the then. American cheese to answer the young lady question. <laughs> but at the same time, Shaq, what's funny? I just thought that was a, a, a neat transition from. You well, know, you transitioned question, so I had. You're to right. Back you're right. That was on me. It's not on you. To the question. You're right. But nah, just Papa Rooney, man. It was like I said, I couldn't. <laughs> American isn't a good answer anyway. Well, right. whatever. It's a great answer. A great answer. It's, I just Blue had, cheese uh, is the best cheese on a burger. Check it was it was it was authentic, man. Just dealing with Paul Paul, like I say, man, he had an open door policy. He just took a liking to me, and I appreciate it. Like it's just, you know, when and we went to the Super Bowl suite, me and you, yep, MJD. Like, what a thing! I got to meet. I got to be in the. It was just. You know, I got to walk in the, the shoes that literally millions of Steelers fans yeah, would is. love to have been in the 50-yard line up in the owner's box and got to say hello to Mr. Rooney and kibitz about the city of Pittsburgh with him for a little while. Yeah, it, it was it wonderful. Was, it's, it's just family, man. Like, I can't even you, – you, what we had going, you couldn't even script it. Well, let me say, though, 
What's that's only half the story because some people know how to charm, you know, rich, you know, the the boss, you know, you 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 take the pee out of them a little bit, and they're not used to that, and they tend to like that and respect that. But you also are the same with the janitors or the security guards here. It's quite a quite a testament. I made my kids watch, and uh, my daughter Oprah said that uh, she she's like, now I, w- I want to meet Ike. I want to grow up and be like Ike. You named your daughter what, Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Because she gonna win. That's right. It's an aspirational name. That's exactly why we did it that way. Speaking of vegans, uh, we have a question from another one. His name's Ryan. He's from the banks of the Three Rivers. I think he wears the number 50. Let's uh, hear from Ryan here. He has a question for Dear Ike. Hey, Dear Ike. How do I continue to have my hair grow, but all over? Yeah, it's funny. All of a sudden, he has uh, alopecia, but uh, in like 12 they, uh, years, all of a sudden, he's got patchy hair coming in. They meme that man. That's Ryan Shazier, right? Yes. <laughs> so they meme the I saw Did that. you see the meme? I saw the meme. That's so this, this was the meme. So they had his head like a lollipop, and they said, when you drop the lollipop out your mouth and it sticks to the carpet <laughs> and you pick it back up, <laughs> and it has like little pieces of fuzzy. That's, he's gotta, that's he right. Has, he has to continue to shave. You just continue to shave. Forever. Hey, until until Shay, it comes all the way back. Shay, you my guy. But we can't just keep growing that itty bitty. Like it's it's an itty bitty patch here, it's an itty bitty patch here. And I know there's hope. I know you I know you thinking there's hope. There is no hope. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Keep that bald head shave going, man. That thing is clean and rocket. Yeah, you gotta go do the the shave that you did. The one where you go sit down, let the guy do the razor, get all that stuff off. All that yeah. stuff. Who did that in a movie with a knife? Like shaved his head with Ooh, a. That's a Titan. That's a, that's a sharp. Yeah, knife. that's like a Rambo move to do that. Uh, yes, Ryan Shazy are good enough to ask us that one. Uh, let me ask you something. What's the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off, Ike? Underwear, indeed. Make your most important piece of clothing the best it can be with me undies. What is MeUndies? Oh, just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in Los Angeles and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal A-fabric, three times softer than cotton, and they are very, very, very soft, I can uh, I can assure you. MeUndies softer than soft. Lugs undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, and get 20% off your first pair. Go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. Once again, MeUndies.com slash NFL2017, MeUndies.com. Slash NFL 2017. Um, what next? What uh, question shall uh, shall I throw next at you here, fellas? Looking for another good question here. Okay, here we go from uh, Robert Henderson on Twitter. He asks, at 30, is it better to take a defensive back uh, or Jared Davis out of Florida? Available over an OLB because an OLB won't start until the bye. Of course, uh, pick number 30 this year is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll throw that one to you to start, Ike. I mean, we did the mock draft earlier. So I think everybody quietly was kind of upset when MJD Mm -hmm. took Jared Davis uh, to the Raiders. But that's just letting you know how everybody's thinking. Right. 
sitting at that panel. So if we're thinking that, you can only imagine what the other 32 teams are thinking about Jared Davis. They just wanted to see his uh, measurables when it came down because he didn't do nothing at the combine. So they want to see him jump, run. Is he agile? You pop in the tape, man. You see here old school jack him, smack him in your face kind of guy. And that's what you want for that inside linebacker. I just had the opportunity to help the man train for over a month. So I got to see him live in person person in action. So Jared Davis, man, there is no sleeping in Jared Davis, man. The man rarely says anything. So he's like an old young soul. When he talk, you're going to listen. And he's a shake my hand kind of guy, old school. Your word is your word. Like you say, you're going to be here at such and such time. You shake my hand. We look each other in the eye. Bam, there you go. So it's just that that's what he presents. And we wound up doing an uh, interview with him for yeah. the combine. We did an interview with him for the combine. We say, man, what you want to do? He said, all I want to do is kill the ball carrier. <laughs> that is old but, but gentleman. He, 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 he meant it. Yeah, so, I hear you. That's old a, school linebacker. Well, and if you paired him up on the inside with uh, Ryan Chazier, oh, yeah. who also is a uh, a very sharp guy yeah, and, right. uh, you know, responsible sort of it's fella right. and committed. Yeah, that would be yeah. uh, quite a duo. I, I think for me, if he's not there, there's so many other guys that you can have. There's a lot of good defensive players. It's, it's, this is a draft. If you need defense, it's, it's a great draft for you. I mean, they have tall corners, small corners, nickels, safeties, linebackers, outside linebackers, rush in, run stoppers. They have what you want. You just want to make sure when you pick there you have great value. Mm. Somebody that's going to play right away. All right. This one comes from uh, Mitchell in uh, Harrisburg on Facebook. Have any of the three of you ever met a player, you don't have to name them by name, that you were a big fan of but turned out to be a bad word? I'm not going to say the bad word. Maurice. Is it it a B word? No. No. Like a, you know, a jerk. Oh, like a jerk? Yeah. Um... You're a big fan. Oh, this guy's gonna be great. Oh, wow! I don't like him now that we now that we know him. Uh, I mean, I, everybody's different. I think uh, I, I've met some people that are like that. Now, I wouldn't call them jerks. I just feel like a lot of football players. Oh, that's, wired that, different. That, that's what we are. Like you know, and so when you're done playing football, you still think that you're a football player, right? So you still feel like, oh, I can go out there and do that, or I can. Go. No, no, you can't. You know, and so I think that that attitude right there is kind of what rubs people the wrong way for me, but. It doesn't bother me. Ike, any jerks in the locker room? Nah. It, it, the, the locker room has so many personalities, so many characters. That's what makes the locker room so special. It's a, it's like, a microcosm of society. You got people from all walks of life, different environments, but you put them in one small locker room. We all get along. With a common goal. That's the, that's the key. You have to have a common goal. One common goal. You hear uh, coaches talk about that endlessly, and it seems like this thing of so trying special. to convince these millionaires who are uber-talented, who have their friends, when they go back home to their respective homes and hang out with their friends and family, those people are all telling them, you're the best on the team. Why doesn't the coach use you better? Right? Doesn't that happen? And then, nah, oh, you, you should like, be much bigger than the to, coach is holding one, you back. I got to think that happens. One thing about football is the tape don't lie. Hmm. Yeah. So you can say you're the best on the team. Well, you know. So let's pop in the tape on this guy in front of you, and you tell me if you're better than this guy. <laughs> day in and day out. Day Every day, so consistency. When you talk about uh, 
like just people in the locker room in general. I mean, I've played with guys from Iowa to Inglewood or South Central to Mississippi. You can barely understand them down to Southeast, wherever, you know, and or up north, all over the place. And the one thing is guys understand what they're, what they're there for, right? So it's, it's, it's you've grown up in the game understanding like, okay, I don't care who's next to me. If he's giving his best, then I'm okay with it. You know, and and there's all different type of personalities, all different type of likes and and things like that. There may be people in the locker room that you know do things differently than I would do them. And off the field, we may not hang out. It's just a common respect, regardless on where you're from. But it's the process that you respect from each individual. Yes, because we all have the same process. We got to keep our body in shape. You buy, you got to be consistent. You got to be held accountable. Snap in and snap out. So when you got 11 guys on the field or 53 guys in the locker room who can hold each other accountable and understand we all have that process and what we go through, nobody else goes through, that's all head coaches talk about. Like, people are going to talk about us, but only you guys. Even even, even as coaches, we can put up the, a good blueprint for you, but y'all, y'all guys have to execute it. Y'all putting in all the work for this. Right. So that's why – I can relate just to 2005 where we we kind of took over a few games. You know, Dickie, Dickie got to the point, he was like, Deshae, third down, you make the call. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was just – but Dickie, Dickie knew he had something special in Deshae Townsend. Dickie knew Deshae Townsend had an eye for being a coach, and he knew what was good for the defense and what wasn't good for the defense, especially on third down. So – but when you have that camaraderie in that locker room, like nobody wants saying, like, dang, Dick, I know the defense, why well, I ain't calling it. We all saw it. Hey, we come into that mon- Monday morning meeting or, or Wednesday when it's stalling, and Dick and say, Shay, you got these calls. We like, yes. Everybody just like, yes, you just see it. Hmm. And you feel it. So guys don't have a problem, man. And we all from, like I said earlier, just different walks of life. But – MJD said the best, man, when you get that one common goal and that's winning and, and going through and playing with broken bones and, and torn NCLs and your, your shoulder ain't right and you having migraines day in and day out, like people don't go through that. Like, I, I hear that. It's funny. but that, that is, So coaches are always talking about, no one outside this locker room believes in us, and it's trying to convince the, the group to buy into that one goal kind of thing. No, it's, and then the other – but the other side is from what I've picked up from a lot of players – NFL football players talk as much as any group of people I've ever been around about you have to respect me. And that and it's interesting because it's run like a military to some degree. Like you better be here at this time and if you're late you're going to get fined. Like all that kind of stuff. It's very militant in how you're handled and shepherded around, but the the pushback on that is respect me. And plus now these guys are 25 and you can't find another me because I'm I, I'm a I have a unique skill set on the face of the earth. So you better respect me as an individual. I, I, it's a, think, an interesting uh, so balance. I think the respect more is, you know, it's respect the, the work that I put in. You know, so when you talk about – I talk about guys playing with migraines and bad shoulders and things like that, and then people call him a bum. Oh, I, he he can't cover that guy. Well, you don't know what's wrong with that guy. These, mm-hmm. like by, I remember vividly being at 60% playing. And if I didn't rush for 100 yards, hearing the people like, oh, he's done. But – you know I'm sixty percent. You you know I'm I have a uh uh I pulled my hip flexor and tore my hamstring and I'm out here running 
And we're, we only won four games, but I'm out here running to try to win this last one, to do this for the team. But See, if I don't do it the right way, guess what? You're going to cut me or tell me I don't have any more. It's, it's the sacrifices only players who play right. understand. You know, me playing with a broken thumb or a broken pinky. It's hard playing one hand at Man. corner. It's hard playing. And then they don't understand the pain when you, when you run. Corner. I we I know we talk about it a million times, but it really is the visceral thing that we fans cannot know. And but I'm reminded of it periodically. Is it just is large human beings running full speed into each other, and it hurts. And you have to be wired to be wired to, to deal with that. Uh, like People you. tell me all the time when I say because I, I was talking to David Carr about this. I said I tell Ike and Maurice all the time I could lead a drive for a touchdown in the NFL. He said. The thing you wouldn't be able to deal with. He said, maybe you could. You could turn around and hand it. If you were in the Cowboys offense, you could turn around and hand it to Zeke, and he might very well run enough and get a field goal or whatever. But the thing you wouldn't deal well with is getting hit. I said, well, I wouldn't get hit then. I would just hand the ball off the whole time. He said, you don't understand the force of at the line of scrimmage at the quarterback. When the ball would get to you, you would feel the push of the line. That would knock you over. I said, no, no, come on. He said, you don't know, man. He said it is the 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 bodies in the NFL are built and can handle that those kind of that, that kind of uh, uh, contact. He said you get hit once, that would be it for you. You I would t- not you would not ever get back up from. I it. tell people this all the time because everyone goes, "Well, you gained so much weight." I said, "Listen, you don't understand the mindset <laughs> that I had when I played and what I had to do to be where I was. Like, I was a bad, I was a mean, bad person when I played football. <laughs> I was I was messed up. I tell my kids all the time, I'm sorry." But Daddy was in a, d- a different life then. <laughs> like I ate. Like I'll just I'll just give it to you. Some of the things I had to do. I was talking to uh, Mooch, uh, Coach Mariucci today. I ate. I had a chef cook certain meals every day. So every every breakfast on Monday I had a certain thing. Every lunch on Tuesday I had a, the same thing for eighteen twenty weeks. How many ever weeks it was during football season, right? I had to wake up every morning and do a chiropractor, a two hour massage. All these things so I could be able to go out there and run. and Just do all, to feel good. Just to feel decent, right? On top of that, I mean, I played with a hole in my knee at one point. And every every step, every cut, every hit hurt, right? But you have to have the mental capacity to be able to handle that, understand that, and just play through it. And, and then, you know, so I would come off the field. I'm I'm banged up. I'm hurt, and I have to go home. And guess what? I got I got my oldest son trying to jump on me. And I'm not in that yeah, mindset because yeah, I'm trying to be dad. And it's like, ah, what is that? Right? <laughs> I love, I love after three and a half hours you go home and your four-year-old hurts. It, 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 <laughs> ah, that's too much for daddy now. Listen, <laughs> taking showers, that's the other thing. Taking showers after games, worst thing I've ever done in my life. Because you have all these cuts and bruises and things that you, you don't Carpet remember. Carpet burns. Carpet burns. Yeah. And then you have that hot, man, you be ready to fight everybody in that thing. It's just a different mindset you have to put yourself in to play this game and to play it at a high level. And then, you know, that's why I said like that. I literally had to stop doing everything. I mean, Shaq, so I could, you're talking about having your own drive, even handling the ball off. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hit. I mean, Shaq, just – Can't hit what so, you can't uh, catch, No, Reese. a lot of the greats see ghosts. A lot of the greats. Peyton see a ghost every blue moon. We saw the great a couple of years ago. AR see ghosts. Mm-hmm. Tom. See ghosts like, which they, is to say they, they got they've gotten hit enough that that get, attrition builds over the. People back, always say, "Oh, you get used to it." No, no, no. You no, no. make a case; it's the opposite. You get back to being human. Yeah, because when you sit back there in that pocket and it's clean, 
They just scrub the flow. Clorox the whole flow, man. Flow looking good. Clean as a whistle. You can get up off that flow. But then you got, you put that meat on the flow, and you got 14 dogs, and you only got a pound of food sitting on that flow. And that, and that 14, and that pound of food is you. You looking down like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. And them boys coming after you. It's, it's, and they're diving at your legs. And they all te- they teeing off. Of it makes you think, like, Should I, how long do I need to keep playing? Is it worth it? Really? I, Romo. I, Ro- Romo went through this phase. I, like The best one is when every, if you ever see Tom Brady get hit, like, three or four times in a game, he'll do this. Oh, man. Here we go again. Here, like, as soon as he does that, you got him. Yep, the Giants right. did it to him. The Broncos did it to him. He, as soon as he does this, throws those hands up. Oh, it's, it's it's over. But Casper, Casper for real on the field. <laughs> That's a great line. Casper's for real on the field. Uh, let we now have. Uh, we were in Houston, Texas for the Super Bowl. A couple more here. This one comes to us from Dwayne in Houston. Dear Ike, uh, my fifth year wedding anniversary is coming up. Oh, give me some ideas, man. What to do? Dwayne Brown, um, the great you know, left tackle, of course. I'm of the trying Texas. to be romantic. Five. Put me up. Man, Go, MJ. I just had my fifth year anniversary. We'll now, talk we, to we, we different. You know, me, my wife doesn't like to do much. You know, she just – we went out to dinner, had a nice little night. But, see, it's the things you do at dinner. So, we went to dinner. I had them bring out a cupcake, but it was the number five, right? I had them uh, have a champagne, but it had the number, like, the, the five on it. It was all five everywhere we went, everywhere she looked. The candles, they were lining fives. It was, it was a whole little thing. Flowers everywhere. It just It's just the thought that you put in on the fifth one. I think, you know what, can I say something? Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, just an observation. Dinner I think Maurice was at, has been learning from Mike over the last Dinner was at, guess what, 5 o'clock. Ah! Everything was 5. <laughs> a bunch five of old now. people in there with e- you. Everything was Early 5. Early bird special. It meant a lot to her. She, didn't, she was like, car was there, five. 5 o'clock. Let me tell you something. Two years ago, Maurice would have said, oh, I buy a diamond or something like that. I buy a nice gift. Ike has counseled in the past, and uh, when we'll do so again, I suspect here, it's not about throwing money around. It's about the thought, isn't it, Ike? Oh, it's it's all about the thought. It's on an anniversary, just, you know, and you ain't even got to do it on that day. You can just do it leading up to that week. So you can you can role change. You can be the soccer dad. You know, if she's been the mom for the whole week, hey, babe, for this week, this is what I'm doing. Um, I'm doing the dishes. I'm taking the clothes out. We're doing all that. I don't have too much planned for on our anniversary. We can go watch a movie of your liking or go to a spot you like to eat of your liking. But for this whole week, just do this for me. Just do this for me. Sit down and relax yourself for this whole week. That's all I want you to do. Whatever you need to take care of, all the little errands you need to run for this week, you do it. I got everything else. And by the about time the anniversary comes, she ain't gonna even be worrying about the anniversary. She gonna be like, "Shit, I didn't did everything I wanted to do in the last two years." Every day is a uh, is a love affair with Ike Taylor, right? That's what she's saying by the end of it. Just saying. So Dwayne Brown, in other words, that's what he should do. Yeah, I mean, I do it. I'm the soccer dad because she works at our son's school. So the only thing I don't do is cook, but I clean after she cooks. I do the laundry. I clean the house. I do the lawn. I clean the pool. Like, I do the whole now. Like, by 12 o'clock, the whole house be clean. You got a pool over there, huh? A little bit. Oh. Sounds nice. You know, it's cheap down there in Florida. What's that? It's not. I know. 
Maybe I'll join you in Orlando one day. Okay. Uh, all right, wrapping things up here. Uh, this one comes from uh, Steelers in 4K on Twitter. What's the toughest part of transitioning from college to the NFL, Ike? Uh, being consistent. You're not on scholar no more. This is grown man business. Guys feeding their family. Like when you first get into the league, all the veterans are talking about, man, you're trying to take food off my plate. I got to feed my family. I see exactly what they're saying. Because mm-hmm. there is no more scholarships anymore. Bills get a little bit bigger because money, money is coming in now. So, But for me, it was just being consistent and being held accountable. Like if a booster like you in college, uh, you might get away with it for a little bit. If you was the coach's, uh, one of the coach's best friend's homeboy, uh, you might get away with a little bit. But the NFL is what have you done for me lately consistently? And that's just how it is. So it's about winning and losing when it comes down to that, when you lose, and for us it was nine and seven, even on them nine and sevens, you know, some way, some form, some fashion, the cornerbacks began to be their scapegoat in Pittsburgh. That's just how it is. It's easy to point a corner. Oh, it's a cornerback fault. Easy. That's just how it was sometimes at nine and seven. So it's just grown man business, man. You want to be held accountable, and you pride yourself as an athlete to when you come in on Mondays, like only had one me. And ME is like a missed assignment. Only had one ME. Or only had two technique errors. You know, you pride yourself because the coaches know they can hold you accountable. Your teammates know they can hold you accountable. And just we see great athletes all the time, and they're not on the field all the time because they're not held responsible. How much, though, do you click up with uh, with guys and, like, hate the first-round draft picks? Like, oh, no. well, this guy, he gets to make the but, team. Well, you we know, know what, but Not you in know. your first training game? You're like, well, he gets to make the team no, no matter well, how you, lazy you he is. You understand the business part. Like, this first round, they're going to get a little bit more opportunities. Well, but you know me. why he's the first. Why they went first round at that position? That's, see, that's the key. Like You know? You there's a reason they're going first round because somebody's not doing their job. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest thing on the field for me was the speed. The speed of the game was just different. That's what I mean, people seem to the, say. A lot. It had nothing to do with any. It wasn't the hits or anything like that. It was the speed of the game. The whole when I see it, I have to hit it now. Or Close like up. I used to think I have to hit it now, but it had to be more patient because it'll get bigger the the longer you 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 take. You know, but. I mean, like, I used to be able to run away from guys in the pack all the time. would take off and go. Now I'm running. I got cats, like, on my heels or grabbing me. I'm like, where, where is this coming from? These are linebackers chasing me, right? So the speed's different. I think what Ike is talking about, though, is the biggest difference is time management and, 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 and understanding the business of football. Um, I'd never seen a grown man cry before until I saw a guy in the NFL and saw a guy get cut. And it was like, wow. Yeah, that's like, for real. This is serious. This, this is an eight-year vet. Or I was there. I remember when Jacksonville cut Byron Leftwich the week before the season. Like, like that. That was our starting quarterback last week, yeah. right? Like, how are we supposed to be successful? It's a business. It's a business, yeah. and so you learn. Hunter cried when he axed himself in the leg. All the, you, you, you have so many different things that you have to, like, you have to be numb to, right? If that's the, if that's the word to use. No, like, that's a great word. You have to be numb to. My best friend. A guy I played high school ball with, grew up with, got drafted by the Jaguars. They cut him on a Tuesday, and they told me first, we're going to cut him today, just so you know. How you feel about that? I was like, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Like, I don't want you to cut him, but I understand the business. Football, football thickens your skin for adversity and helps you walk through fire in the game of life. Oh, yeah. 
There's an answer for uh, Blake Rodemar's question right there uh, on the basically the question that he posed. So just two more here, and we're uh, and we're gonna wrap it up. Jose Lemus Gonzalez uh, on Facebook says, "Dear Ike and uh, MJD, my nine-year-old son asks me." What do you want me to be when I grow up, a basketball or football player? Just FYI, I've coached him in football for three years, and he played basketball for the first time this year. He likes them both. I tell him to do what makes him happy. Am I too soft by being easy on him now? Thanks, guys. No, I think that's perfect. Yeah, you want that's it, either one. You don't yeah. care. You, you want him to have fun now. Yep. Um, you, don't, you don't start getting serious until high school. Right. right? And, and it's really not um, – it's not like your freshman. It's like your sophomore, junior. You start to be like, okay, we need to buckle down. Which one do you want to go with? Uh, I mean, there's some guys that can do to both both sports. But right now, at nine years old, I tell people all the time, like your kids should and, and they should play every sport. Soccer. That's right. I, I, even I tell my yeah, kids that yeah. they should they should at least try every sport because you don't know which one you're going to be good in. Right. If you don't want to burn them out either. Exactly. With one sport, it's a lot of kids I know just from seeing baseball because my son in baseball season now. A lot of the kids just get burnt out, man. They've been playing since they was four years old, and they want they're ready to walk out at ten. Yeah, it's too much because it's year round baseball. It's also but, boring. My my little boy played man. at five, and it's boy you stand there. It's hard to explain uh, to a kid. Yeah, let's stand there for twenty minutes, but watch what everybody's doing. It's boring. I think my mother in law said the best. She was like, "You're spoiled because he's good." Now, if if your son wasn't good, it could be boring. But when your <laughs> son is pretty good. I'm not gonna evaluate yeah. his. I don't what, want to. You know? No, but what happens is, especially in baseball, if you have a, a good pitcher on your team, it's boring. I, I don't care how good your outfielders are. You, if you have a good pitcher, nobody's gonna get any hits. He's gonna be standing out there like, all right, nine pitchers, let's go in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it just it. Again, and then you have to wait to hit. It isn't. I don't think it's a sport made it. for like six year olds. I think it's more. Baseball like, have grown on me. No, it's a great. I mean, it's a. Very I mean, it's fun game. though. I I enjoy it as a spectator, but I, just, I I I get that if you're a little kid, that's probably not the opta. So, no wonder soccer is popular for little kids because it's just you it's just chase the football. ball. That's all you have to do. Just chase the ball, run around, it, kick it. it. Like I said, the biggest thing for me with kids is have fun. No question. It should you should be excited to go to practice. You should never hear them like, "Oh, we have to have practice today," or "Oh, I have to go." If it's like that, then pull them out. Yep. Um. Uh, fast action to wrap it up. Squirrely on Twitter says, what does Maurice think about the Jags draft philosophy now with uh, Coughlin in the front office? Um, you know, I, I, to be honest, I don't know what their philosophy is. I, I kind of uh, I heard some things. I know Coughlin's a guy. He likes big athletic people. The more big athletic people you have, the better he feels his team is going to be. Um, I, they need help with the offensive line. Yep, I, period. I would agree with that. But, uh, real quick, they can't keep spending millions of dollars each year in free agency. You're not going to win that way. <clears throat> but the defense does look ready to roll. I keep saying they were ready to roll last year. Why don't they? They just bring in Jay Cutler, or Colin Kaepernick, and then if Bortles flames out, then at least you say, "Hey, fans, we're we're really trying." As you can see, I know that's not the. But even for the guys in the locker room to say, "All right, we're not positive this guy's going to work out," but you need a fail safe if you're the organization at this point. You're kind of ready to go as an organ as a team outside of they the got, QB spot. Yeah, hey, they them, got weapons. Hey, them boys get them a running back. Well, that's a if, not, yeah. If, if they if they hard get to one, resist uh, yeah, Fournette if, in, if, if they, that's the case. If they give Fournette because they already have receivers, they need a line though. Their O line's uh, banged up, and they have their left tackle ain't showing up right now. Um, Ike, did you, you last year you worked out with that Devonda Phenom says on Twitter uh, he knows you worked out with Dak last year and you told the Pittsburgh Brass to draft him. Have you worked out with anyone this year that's worthy of that same recommendation? Jared Davis, um, he's a he's a stiller. 
Jonathan Allen, he's gonna go all the way high. Uh, a few guys, man. Um, receiver from Baylor, receiver from UCF. I got a sleeper pick, and I don't know if he's gonna get drafted, but I hope he do. And that's uh, Trey Griffey Jr. Oh, if Trey played receiver at Arizona. Now just just watching. Trey, when he was in high school, give NFL corner DBs the business by Coach Shaw. Let alone, and he had a good season. Why did he go all the way to Arizona? That's where he went, but they wound up getting a new coach. And right. the new coach didn't like him, so he didn't play. But as far as like, and you can talk to Dak, because Dak works out with him as far as like receiver routes. But whoever gets Trey, Griffey, he, he's just what San Diego is looking for. Them big, small four receivers. Vertical out of this world, great body control. Cause if he pick up a bat, his hand not coordination is crazy. Cause of his dad, that's just the way he's just built. Probably has the best swing out of a lot of the professional players who works out with Coach Shaw sitting over there. And I know they're gonna get mad if they hit this, but that's just what I see. Very fluent out his breaks. It's just he got kicked to the curve in Arizona. But he did, he did have a workout with San Diego. He did have a workout with Seattle. And I know for sure San Diego liked them small forward kind of body type guys. That's my sleeper. I, I don't know what team he's going to go on, but that's my sleeper for this draft. Talent evaluator Ike Taylor. Reminder, Dak Prescott he called, and he also called uh, Jordan, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Howard, uh, the IU Hoosier. Uh, to Chicago. You got scorn from a lot of the scouting community. How dare you put him in the first round? Well, you know, a lot of them make a lot of mistakes. I, well, I just uh, talked about that to Charlie Casserly on uh, on the network last week. I said, what gives? How, uh, how long are we supposed to continue to listen to you guys when you make 40% when you hit at 40%? That's like the best thing. You didn't 40. draft Tony Romo. You didn't draft Kurt Warner. Tom Brady's a sixth-round pick. You did take Jamarcus Russell first overall. Ryan Leaf was a second so overall. It. When does it? When we're, do you get taken to task so already? We're doing baseball averages. What's your thoughts? Yes, Just remember, remember, Peyton Manning was considered a bust until he won that first Super Bowl in 2006. All right. People were saying like, he, well, he hasn't won the big one. All right. Last one of the day from Jiggy Joe on Twitter. Who's winning in week five, the Jags or the Steelers? Maurice, I start with you. That's not going to be a good one for us. <laughs> you don't know. Why don't you be positive? I think it's going to be a good one. I think the defense, the Jaguars' defense is going to come to play this year. I think they finally get it. Coach, uh, not coach, well, you know, GM or President uh, Coughlin, he, he's going to make sure he's a very militant guy, and I think that's something they needed, um, especially in the front office. Uh, but Pittsburgh, man, the offense, man, Martavius, I mean, we all know what A.B. can do. Well, let's get Martavius Bryant uh, cleared to play already. The, big, the biggest issue, Martavius though. Bryant is coming back, and it's going to be a problem the, for the league. The biggest issue for the Jags is that you just can't turn the ball over, and that's what they do. If well, they don't turn the ball over, they, they, well. win, they, win, they win 11 but games. But Tom Coughlin. Was able to – I mean, I know they're two different humans. Tom beings with different skills. Coaching. I know. Can't. But can't Tom Coughlin, whatever magic he whispered into Eli's ear, stop throwing terrible danger passes. But he can't do that. He's not the coach. He can't whisper in nobody's ear. He can't? He's not well, – the coach will be offended by that if he – He's going to talk from a distance. Yeah, he's going to talk from a – he, he can't get cl- up close and personal like he was with Eli. 
Yeah, it's a bummer. I'm well, not a bummer. I mean, I'm, I don't have a rooting interest with the Jags, but yeah, it just seems like they're, they're pretty close. But I, as a matter of fact, that describes the AFC South foe, the uh, Houston Texans as well. They uh, they need a QB themselves, if you haven't heard. All right, listen, Ike, your review. This was your idea. We just field questions. Are you pleased with this? Do you like this? Should we do this again? Yeah. You like t- taking questions from various uh, outlets? Yeah. I'll say this. I enjoyed it because, uh, once again, Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew, two of the finest fellas you'll meet sitting here in Studio 66, answering all your questions. Who knows when we'll all be together again? Well, I guess I do know. We'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for the draft. Make sure you're looking for all our stuff coming out on uh, NFL.com. It'll be on YouTube, Facebook, all that jazz. And uh, going forward into the offseason, hopefully we can uh, get together with these two fellows, but perhaps it won't be until autumn. So a pleasure to sit down with uh, two of my favorites here. Thanks to Sydney behind the glass. Sydney. Working- hey. Hey, right, look at that, Appreciate doing you. double duty, turning her back on the around the NFL fellas. Mm-mm. So who's your favorite guy on that show? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question. No go. comment. <laughs> Do you? That's worse than making a comment. <laughs> you like them all, them even? all equally, yeah. You like them all equally. That's yeah. a, That seems unlikely. That's They're four tall. guys, and you like them all exactly the same. How many kids do you have, Sheck? Four. Could you pick a it's that if child? if that's the relationship you have with them, a maternal one for those two man for those four man she children. She put the heat back on them though. <laughs> that was I, well I, done. I, ask me that one. I, my daughter. It's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's my baby. No hesitation. I like uh, that. But a, a father and his daughter relationship is strong. It's yeah, tough. that's true. It's hard. My baby. <laughs> no hesitation. I'd say I'm probably my dad's that. favorite. <laughs> no hesitation. I love my boys to death. Love them, but that's my baby. Bro, y'all second and third, or y'all. Seconds? I will beat you. If, you, if she cries, I'm, I'm just to start swinging. <laughs> and then we go figure out, we'll ask questions later. <laughs> Sorry to everybody whose questions we didn't get to there. Uh, hopefully we'll have another crack to do it somewhere down the line. Thanks to Sydney. Thanks to Maurice Jones-Drew and Ike Taylor. I got uh, to Levante David, Dwayne Brown, Ryan Chase everybody. here, and everybody who submitted questions to us here. Will Kibitz with you down the road, probably from Philadelphia, PA, in the draft. Until then... Thanks so much, football fans. Win slice of heaven. It has been a win slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 